on State Street, across from the historic Chicago Theater. This is ESPN Chicago, Chicago's home for sports. You're listening to Carmen and Yurka, live from the old National Bank State Street studio on WMVP, WSHE, HD2 Chicago, a good karma brand's radio station. Away we go, live in the old National Bank State Street studio. I hope everyone's having a nice morning, afternoon. It's Carmen and Yurk, Black and Abdallah with us. On the other side of the glass, they're on the night six to eight. And then a quick turnaround for the guys they are in for Greeny the next couple of days. So this time tomorrow, we get to crosstalk. But uh, we got some fun stuff to cover today, Yurk. I'm excited. Including quarterback rankings, a new Todd McShay mock draft, a little baseball talk, kind of continue on our conversation that we were having yesterday with Meller and Waddle about the rules changes coming to MLB. Jesse Rogers will join us later. Jed Hoyer met the media earlier today. Rick Hahn doing the same thing later. At least we think Jesse's going to join us. Uh, Rick Hahn of the White Sox have pushed back the start time of their press conference. So if it uh, runs to the point where you know, Jesse just can't pop on, he will definitely be on tomorrow. Baseball rules changes. And then the unpleasant stuff with the White Sox is Mike Clevenger. And I guess Clevenger is slated to speak today as well. He is not on the commissioner's exempt list, meaning he is allowed to be at the facility and train with the White Sox. Uh, So that is going to happen. Mike Clevenger is going to be training with the team until the league concludes its investigation. Uh, I think if I'm the team, I probably say it's better if we distance ourselves a bit and we don't have him around, but okay. And maybe the thinking is, well, we'll get the media scrum over with today and in the next couple of days, and then things will settle down a little and they want him there to train and be prepared for the season if he is indeed going to pitch in 2023. I don't know. I'm I'm usually more... Let's limit distractions. Let's get rid of the things that we don't need in our building. And I understand that an investigation is ongoing. And if they don't want to cut him outright, that's fine. But I think I would choose, why don't you go train somewhere else on your own for right now? That's obviously not going to happen. And Mike Clevenger is allowed to be around the team. Would the so. Major League Baseball Players Association say, no, you've got a know. choice. You can get rid of him. I don't know. Or he's there. That's a so good question. I think that's the, the one area of protection the player has. Question for Jesse. From that type of thing. Yeah, I think it'd be a good one for Jesse. Good so. question. I don't just know. one that I'd throw out there that maybe uh, in, in that respect, it's respected. The team's got to make the decision. Yeah. If you don't want the distraction, you got to get rid of the player. Right. Either one or the other. Right. Like you, he's not on the commissioner's exemplist. You yeah. can't send him away or you have to cut him. That's it. And allow him to go uh, shop his services around somewhere else. So, I mean, the, it was such a it was such a blah offseason for the White Sox to begin with. And then the one free agent that they did go out and pursue and sign, uh, you've got this hanging over him and you've got it hanging over the team now. And it's just... What a disappointing offseason for the White Sox. Maybe they surprise us. <laughs> I don't know. The expectations were high last year, and the season just fizzled rapidly. Um, maybe this year, with lower expectations, we're all pleasantly surprised. I don't know what to think or make of them, to be honest. I, if everybody stays healthy, I'd like to think that the White Sox are still on talent, a pretty good team, and can compete in a very mediocre division. But when you look at the Prakota projections as we did yesterday and you see a team that is projected to win just uh, a little under, you know, a shade under 78 games. And that's not the end all be all. These are just projections. I get it. 
Uh, but it just there's there's not a lot of buzz. There's not a lot of well. There's going a lot of mediocre season. baseball in this city, and that's what you got yeah. to look forward to. That's what the White Sox and Cubs fans have to look forward to. I'm sorry, the Crosstown series doesn't do it anymore. Usually, it's four games now. It's two and two. Nobody really cares. You're not competing for anything. You're not good enough to compete. I think the Sox are if they stay healthy, don't you? They're hoping Griffal like breaks loose. You know any. <laughs> <laughs> the, the 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 restraints that were put on this team and some of the players individually under Tony La Russa, I guess the idea is Griffal brings out the very best in the them. Magic. Okay, good luck. Maybe maybe he can. Good luck. Can can he? Uh, can, a guy can he that has never managed before. He never. is suddenly going to reach these guys, and good things are going to start to happen. Uh, you would agree that they underperformed last year. Totally underperformed. So no matter what their Pakota number is this year, I look at last year's Pakota number, and that's where I'd put them. 84, I think, was their number last year. Uh, that sounds about so right. So that's where I think they finished. I think they finished at 84 and 78. Hmm. That's that's their number to me. I don't think this 77 number is a thing of, of, of truth. I think it's just a thing of the way they kind of played lackluster baseball last year. If the talent theoretically is there, I expect the talent to come back and give you those 84 wins that you were expecting last year. 84 wins in the AL Central doesn't do you a damn thing, does it? I don't know, Yerk. I mean, it might. Might be there. Or not, might it be might. close. What was the last... Uh, I w- the last wild card team that made the playoffs last year in the American Lake. Uh, I'd have to look real quick here. Uh, the the East was very dominant. Yes, it was. Yeah, with the Yankees and uh, both Easts. Yeah, both Easts were dominant last year. Uh, let me find it for you. Standings. And then you had the Dodgers and you had the Padres last year come out of the West too. Yeah. Um, okay, so twenty twenty, Yerk. Your last teams in... 2022. 2022. 2020, excuse me. 2022. Oh, let's not go back to 2020, please. Uh, Tampa had 86 victories, and Tampa was the last team in. The Yankees had 99. The Blue Jays had 92. The Guardians won the Central with 92. The Astros won 106. The Mariners won 90. Remember, they finally got back yeah. in, breaking yeah. the long drought. And Tampa with 86. So you'd be below 84, that number. Yeah, 84. You're, no, you're not doing anything. Yeah. You get nothing with 84. The extra team helps, right? Sure, it helps. I mean, it, it includes the, yeah. the it helps. little bit better than mediocre. Right. That's right. Yeah, and then the Cubs find themselves where they're at, at uh, 77 games, which I think is a little bit over the top. I think they're a 74-win team. You went 15-3, and three, or was it 13-2? and two. You went something crazy down the stretch. Yeah, they did. To, to get to 74. They did. They so, just hit that over, right? I, I'll play. No, it, it was right on the number. Oh, it was? It was right, right on, the number. on the number. Yeah. And I would be betting more if I went 500 on that, that the number should be 70. But I'll give it 74 again this year. Low team to make it in the NL was a team that eventually went to the World Series. Phillies with 87 wins. Yeah. That was the last team in. You had the Braves and the Mets, each winning 101, York. Dodgers, of course, had the most. You mentioned that, 111. 111. They just keep ripping off like hundred. I mean, come on, man. It's just stupid. But they only have that one World Series to show for it. That's how hard it is. Only. I mean, um, you, you, Dodgers, well, you know what you mean? Padres had 89. 15 wins a month. That's what you need. Yeah, 15 I, wins I, a month gets you to 90, right? Yeah. You include yeah. March with yeah, April. Gets, yes, you yes, include yes. October with September. That's what you should strive for. They had 15 wins a month. It gets you there. It gets you there. You can do so it back handsprings. You're, you're there. So, I don't know, like the expectations and the feeling are surrounding the White Sox are much different a year later. Last year was such a disappointing season on so many levels. The injuries and the La Russa stuff, like I said, just sort of dragging and dragging. And he seemed to be an albatross around, hanging around there. I don't know. I just, none of it ever sat well. And uh, maybe Griefall does bring out something that 
the previous guys could not, or specifically the previous manager could not. Maybe they stay healthy, knock on wood. That's a big if, that's a big maybe, because they've shown a pension to be injured. But uh, if it all comes together, could they go out and you know win 90 games and be the division champs? I suppose they could. Uh, I'm most interested, too, to see, especially as the season gets going early on, some of the rule stuff that we talked about yesterday. I am intrigued by the bigger bases. I think the pitch clock is going to be exactly what it needs, and they have to stick by it and abide by it, and it's punitive. If you're the batter and you're screwing around, if you're the pitcher and you're screwing around, there is a price to be paid. Simple as that. Speed the damn game up. I think it's good. The results at the minor league levels last year were very good. They were encouraging. And then I think the base thing is helpful. I think second base being a little bit closer, being bigger, does encourage a little bit more running, maybe a little bit more first to second, more stolen base opportunities. Get action happening once again because as the game has changed, it's become very stagnant. It's become sort of position, you know, base to base station or home to run. Station. station to station. Thanks, Yerk. Station to station or home run. It's become very stagnant, slow, methodical, and it is not all that appealing, especially to younger audiences. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not worried about younger audiences. Well, the younger audience, you got to get out to the ballpark to to kind of experience the game day feel. If they enjoy the game day feel, then they're going to enjoy watching it on the game. If you're trying to do it backwards, okay? I like baseball because I went to the old Comiskey Park mm. and watched the game live. Watching the game live was a little bit funner back then when I was young. Saw Ron Kittle hitting bombs yes. over the roof. Greg Walker. I saw <laughs> Chet Lemon. I saw Rolf Gar. Wow. Saw little Mikey Squires. Carlton Fisk when he came here. Good names. All here. types of great names. Of course, we had a ball. We had fun. And then because I saw it live and I saw the players... Now it's a little bit easier to cheer for them on TV because you're not going to go all the time. Yeah. So get out for the real-life experience and then fall in love with the individuals, the game, and the players. Still a lot of kids that play baseball in this country. Yeah. There are a ton a of, of kids my, I mean, that listen, play baseball. My son loves baseball. It's yeah. his favorite sport to play by far. Uh, Is it his we, favorite to watch? How many baseball jerseys does he have compared to uh, football jerseys? He's got – all right, good question. He's got a Tatis. He's got a Shohei. He's got a – He's got a throwback Jackie Robinson. Mm-hmm. I think that's it. Now, football jerseys. Yeah. So that's three. Three. Football jerseys. Uh, Mahomes. Kyler Murray. Jamar Chase. Jamar Chase. And am I missing one? Right. Uh, Justin Herbert. Justin Herbert. So he's got more football jerseys. Right, he's got more football got jerseys four. than baseball jerseys. But at least he's got an arsenal to go with. Yeah. Doesn't have a White Sox jersey. He doesn't. And you're a White Sox fan. Yes. Yeah. You well, see what the problem is? Uh, yes. Did your father, my, my mom and dad didn't give me a choice what to do? No. We didn't really have a choice. You're right. You were you were getting a Cubs or a Sox jersey. I was a, and Catholic, that was it. I was a Catholic school kid that came out of school and the Cubs were on. Guess who I rooted for? The Cubs. Because they were on. I know. So I watched them. We'd play baseball in the summer. We'd go watch them. Yeah. When school started in September, Cubs were still on. We'd watch them. When we were getting out in April and May... We were watching them. Yeah. We went to school until June 1st. This right, I know. Yeah, June you're 1st. Right. You're I mean, right. we yeah, two school. months of baseball. Yeah. <laughs> two months, that's it. <laughs> you'd come home summer, and you'd watch it. June, July. It's true. And part of August, and then football would start, and then my summer would be over because I'm playing football. It's very true. I, I, I'd i like to get – he needs a Soxers. You're right. And I think if you asked him you the doing? player he'd want, he'd probably Burley. say T.A. No, not a Burley. Burley. Mark Burley. Give him a Burley jersey. <laughs> I think Brzezinski, he'd say, put the Polish power on the back. 
I think AJ Persinski. If I had to have one White Sox jersey in my lifetime, ooh, good question, Dickie Allen. Dick Allen's an excellent call. Dick here, Allen bro. throwback, powder blue with the red pinstripes. That's a great call. Yeah, I love that. Dick Allen. Do you know who's on the cover of MLB The Show this year? I was talking about this with our buddy Fat Mike. Um, we were both a little bit taken aback by, and he's a big baseball fan too. Do you know who's on that? You, Aaron you Judge. Aaron Judge is not be on Aaron there. Judge. It's got to be Aaron Judge. I, I bet you if I said the name of Dollar, would be is like, it who? Octavio Dottel. <laughs> it's not Octavio Dottel. Do you know who's on it, Adam? Chris, do you know who's on the MLB The Show? Yeah, I do because, uh, yeah, I, I know it. Tell me when you he's, heard it. He's a Miami Marlin, right? He's a Miami Marlin. Yeah. Oh, yep. yeah, 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 Jazz yeah, 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 Chisholm. Yeah. yeah. Felix yeah. Heredia. Jazz Chisholm. It's not Felix Heredia. No, not Felix you Heredia. Can say that on the radio. I think you can. And I was oh, like, what? Jazz Chisholm. Yeah. Yeah. Come on. Like, no. You can't say you can't. that. You definitely can't you say, say that. that. You definitely you can't, can't say that. I said Chisholm. Yeah, no, you, you did, did not. not. Guys. We'll bring it back. I can't bring it back. You guys need we'll, to we'll, stop. We'll not only that. Maybe I put John Chisholm together, the Great Western. I think you got a little J in there. Chisholm, John Chisholm. And and I know who he is because I'm kind of a baseball dork. But I can't even pretend like I've seen him play a ton. I don't even know who the hell he is. He's an infielder for Miami. He's a second baseman on Miami. Who would have known? Who made that decision? Somebody's agent should get paid double for getting that thing done. I was a little surprised. My heavens. I was like, really? That's the, you know, but... Maybe it's good for baseball in a way because well, you're... You, I'm, I'm glad we got baseball out of the way in the first half. <laughs> well, we'll talk a little bit more when Jesse joins us. Let's just put it that way. But I was kind of excited when you brought it up. and We had the Biff Pakoda numbers coming out. I know. You got a little invigorated yesterday. A little bit. Got a little bit invigorated today. Now I'm ready to shut it down. Do you want to tell everybody what we did for a homework assignment last night and we, coming we, up? And we, then we can we, talk about we it. We ranked our quarterbacks in a very specific way. So do you guys remember yesterday when... Uh, you, who, you guys remember this yesterday in the show when Yurko said, let's rank the quarterbacks? Do you guys recall yeah. that? Oh, yeah. yeah. Recall that? Yeah. So uh, this morning. I come in. He gets in. Arms are first for and, a change. You know, Yurko and I were texting about this. I, and I, this early morning. this morning, I yeah. said, hey, it was a great idea. I compiled my list last night. You don't have to do the same kind of categories, but just as like a rough guideline, these are the sort of the categories I brainstorm. And Yurk's like, great. And I texted him early this morning. Early. I know Yurko's always up early. Early in the AM. I probably texted him at like 6.30. Yep. Yurko comes in. He's like, I did my list. He goes, thanks for giving me homework. And I was like, it was your idea. You were the one who said, let's do quarterback rankings. And I said, what a great idea. Great I forgot, idea. I forgot all about it. And he reminded me in the morning. And I'm like, oh. Boy, I see this guy's handing out assignments now. Well, you're, this is how you play it, right? Yeah. This is how you play this. He goes, thanks this, for giving me homework. This is a great segment for the radio where the host, one host leads, the other reacts. <laughs> so, Carm, you have your list, great list, good work, homework there. And former you, NFL player. You lead. Johnny Yurko yeah. will react. Disseminate. I love it. See, yeah. that, that's a way to do it. I'm a disseminator, but I also have my own list. Oh, you, that's nice. With two special subcategories. Yurko with extra credit. Yurko yeah. goes up to the teacher and he goes, hey, make that C of B. I'm doing extra credit C here. C of B? I, why isn't that an A? I, he goes, well, you've done D work. I've done D work. What are you talking about? I specifically didn't text him last night because I knew he was out. And I said, yeah. he's not going to get after it tonight or he's going to get after something else. I said, he's not going to do it tonight because he's having fun. <laughs> ah. 
And I said, he's out. He's having a good time. So a shrimp cocktail? Exactly. Is that what you had? Yes. Uh, that's what she had. So first thing this morning, <laughs> shrimp cocktail. <laughs> they don't call me little Johnny for nothing. The first thing this morning, I said, Yurik, it was a great idea by you. I did the list. Here are the categories. And so... We'll talk about the uh, different categories, and we'll start working through the players that we've yeah. ranked for you. We we ranked a lot of quarterbacks. We're here, excited, and we put them in different categories. And Yurko's got like a subcategory. I, in right, one of the I've actually got I twenty. It. I think it's twenty-two quarterbacks ranked. I go. The rest of them are in the also peoples. I, I actually ranked thirty-six yeah. different quarterbacks. I so. put everybody. The rest of the quarterbacks are in the also ranks. We'll talk about our list. We're talking football, man. Still, I know the season's over, but why not? Let's rank quarterbacks. 2022 just ended. What do we expect for 2023? Plus, we have a new mock draft to talk about today. Lots of fun stuff. It's Carmen and Yurko. We'll be right back. Zoning out on that Zoom meeting? Zoom, 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 Zoom. Find out what Carmen and Yurko were talking about. Tell your smart speaker to play ESPN 1000. Carmen and Yurko, hope you're having a great day. Uh, so should we uh, talk about the categories first that we came up with? Yes. So I'm going to rip off these categories, and we'll talk yeah, about the quarterbacks. Yeah, you come up with the categories. All right, so here's what I told Yurko. I spitballed this. I thought this I thought this was a good framework. You were kind of a little playoff of what Mike Sando does. Mike Sando did it for years at ESPN with John Clayton, the late John Clayton. The late. God rest his soul. They tiered it. They called it tears. Right. And now Mike does it for the athletic. And there were different tiers. Different tiers. Kind of did the same thing. And the categories, What's your tier? Here's the categories I came up with. The difference makers. The good quarterbacks help you win but can't carry a team week to week. I, I named them head to playoffs. Head to the playoffs. Okay. I named those guys head to the playoffs. The barely getting by group. Right. The showing much promise but still some question group. The need to find somebody slash anybody else group. And then the worst of the worst. Much more expansive than you gave me this morning, but a wonderful list no, nonetheless. That, I texted you that exact uh, thing. I felt like there's one extra category in there. But I that's don't think fine. so. My categories are the difference makers. Difference makers, okay. Heading to the playoffs. Heading to the playoffs. That's kind of like the good QBs. Yeah. yeah. The enigma. The enigma. And the, the enigma and then the wild card. And then the wild card. The wild card, because I don't know. That's kind of like my showing some promise, but you're not sure group. Wow. My wild card. All right. So uh, how should we do it? Should I give you, like, all the quarterbacks on my list, and then we talk about yours after that? What I, do you want to do? I, I think we're going to agree about the first five quarterbacks. You might – I think you guys might all be surprised at how many – and I think you might come after me a little bit for how many quarterbacks I put in my difference maker category. I have nine quarterbacks in my difference okay, makers. Okay, I do too. Wow. What's going on? Holy Did you cow. call me this morning? Holy cow. Are we brothers? No, Yurko just, co- just copied before the Did, period started. No, he didn't. He no. didn't see my list. <laughs> no, take a look. Did we just this become best friends? Original, that's an original list. I think we just became best friends. I thought Let's you guys, go measure our junk in the bathroom. Let's go. What? I thought you guys were going to say, whoa, nine is way too many. There aren't nine difference makers. But but hear me out. Maybe Yurko and I have the same nine. Wow. Here, I doubt it, but go. All right, here are the quarterbacks I'm going to give you. And I did rank these within my groups. I did yeah. rank them. I've got them ranked two. Top to bottom, okay? So, the difference makers. I think the first two at this point are undebatable. Patrick Mahomes and Joe Burrow. Done deal. Nobody's going to argue with The you. other guys I have in my difference makers group, this is the rest of my list. Justin Herbert, Jalen Hurts. Josh Allen, yep. Aaron Rodgers, mm-hmm. Lamar Jackson, right. Trevor Lawrence, yes. and Tua. 
Okay. One difference. Okay, we do have one difference. Tua drops off in the head of the playoffs group. Okay. And Who goes I, in? I still had, and maybe because he's not a quarterback anymore, he doesn't do it, but for the lifelong Tom Brady I had in there. Still. Oh, okay. I still put Tom up there. Okay. Lifelong achievement list. All right. Chance he might still come back, even though ah, he put his paperwork in. Okay. I don't know. I put him up there. So we only have so one different my, quarterback in that list. Right. Otherwise, different orders, different, different orders, orders, but all our quarterbacks are the same. If you, I, if Tom Brady's out, who does someone go in, or do you only no, have eight? No, I've only, only have eight. eight okay. I only have eight. Or, Brady g- goes. Give me your your guys in order in the difference maker. Mahomes, Burrow, Hurts, Allen, Herbert, uh, Lamar Jackson, Trevor Lawrence, Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady. So we barely just a few little just changes, a few, little a few changes. nuances. Yeah, I feel you like guys, there's some personal biases to to Justin Herbert from Carmen still. Probably, but I think I believe yeah. well, in Trevor him. Trevor Lawrence like, would I, be my personal bias then. That's I am fair. too. Yeah, yeah do, I love Trevor. Do you guys think nine is too many for a difference maker group, or do you agree that all those quarterbacks are difference? Makers? I think those are all difference makers because if you want the way I would qualify a difference maker is if you're down with five minutes left. With the ball in your hand or three minutes left or whatever, those quarterbacks can win you a football game. Yeah. Those, like, those, I'm confident in saying that during, like, it's not a, hey, you need one quarterback to win a game situation, but like week to week, yes. if those guys are on red zone with the ball in their hand with three minutes left and some timeouts, chances are they're going to find a way to put their team in a position to win. I think that's the definition. And they're all dangerous in the playoffs mm-hmm. because of their skill set. That's what separates those eight or nine. That we have from everybody else. So we've got pretty much the same group of guys, almost the uh, identical list. You there. had Tua in there. I do not and, have and Tua. And I did in have there. Tua. Yeah. And he was the last one in that list, right? right. He was in it. He's I have number nine. I have no Tua. Now, here are the good quarterbacks that can help, you know, help you win, but can't carry a team week to week. All right. And what did you call this list? I like I your I call name it list. Head to the Playoffs. Head they got the a playoffs. chance. They're in the hunt. Couldn't even call it In the Hunt. How many quarterbacks do you have in this list? I have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten quarterbacks in this list. All right, I have nine. So this would be my top 18 quarterbacks, I guess, in the NFL when you think about it. Here we go. I have Jimmy G. Yes. Russell Wilson. Dak Prescott. Kirk yes. Cousins. Yes. Jared Goff. Yes. Matt Stafford. Yes. Kyler Murray. Derek Carr. Not in here. And Geno Smith. I have Geno Smith in here. The addition at the end that would change from what you have is I put Justin Fields and next to wow. it, well, that would make him the 17th or 18th ranked quarterback in the league. And I put Chicago bias, and I'm showing everybody on Twitch, <laughs> Chicago bias there, okay? Russell Wilson this comes in one of my special categories. He does? Russell Wilson's in my wild card category. Oh. Now with Sean Payton working with Russell Wilson, maybe we see some of what we saw in Seattle with Russell Wilson. Yeah. He goes into my wild card, and then the enigma portion of this, this is where I get Deshaun Watson. Ooh, I don't know I what the hell I want to do with that. Deshaun Watson. I don't know what to do with him. Boy. Because that, that's a heavy load on a man's soul and on his mind. And it, he did what he did. You know what I'm saying, Carm? Yeah. He brought it upon himself. Nobody brought this upon him. Yeah. He brought this upon himself, but it weighs heavy upon the soul. I think it in, does. Unless you're somebody that's just impervious to the negativity. Yeah. And, and he's got to go to sleep at night, and he's got to think about everything that's, that's happened. And the criticism. And, and, and even uh, upon the strongest of individuals, that weighs heavy upon a man's soul. Okay? It does. So I got him there. Stafford, Prescott, Garoppolo, Carr, Purdy. This is where I got Tua, 
Tonga Golovia, Kirk Cousins, Jared Goff, Geno Smith, Justin Fields. Carmen, after the wild card in the I don't know, the rest of them are in the also eligibles. Okay. Like if one of the horses scratches, then they can got a chance to get into the race. But that's it. Okay. The rest of them are also eligibles. Field. I feel like it's kind of the same as that. That would sort of be my next group. I, I call it the barely getting by group. Yeah. What do you have? This is where I put the Sean because I just don't know. You you explained it. I think perfectly. Yeah. We know his talent. We know it's there. We we know he was ascending, and then what happened happened. Yeah. And I'm just not sure. So he's in my. He was a tough guy to slot for me, but I went my barely getting by group kicks off with Watson, Ryan Tannehill, Andy Dalton, Matt Ryan. Jacoby Brissett and Davis Mills. That's my barely getting by group. Where, yeah. So, like the quarterback Jones, Mills, so, no. all, all these, I, I, they, they don't they're even all, deserve. They they're all des- in that category for you? They're you're in, your last? In my junk drawer category. Like, if I need matches, I'll go looking in the junk drawer for a lighter or for a matches, a cutter, a cigar cutter. You know, you need the cigar cutter, but you don't need a cigar cutter every day, right? Right. That's in my junk drawer. That's the junk drawer quarterback. See, this is where I feel like now I'm going to start taking heat because people might be saying, wait, you haven't said Justin Fields yet. And I haven't. No. Here's my next group. Well, I had my 18th Chicago bias. Here's my next group. Showing much promise, but still some questions. Justin Fields. Yes. Brock Purdy, Daniel Jones, Mac Jones, Kenny Pickett, and Mike White. To me, that's... You call it the Enigma group sometimes? Like, I don't know yet. I don't. I, I believe in the talent in a lot of those guys, and I believe it in the, in the talent in Justin but Fields. somewhat puzzling. But I don't know yet. Yeah. I don't know that he can be a difference maker. Now, I hope so, but he's not yet. And so he's in my showing much promise, but still some questions. I talked to you uh, during the season on some of the things that I saw that I think he's heading in the right direction, and that's still what I'm going to hold close and near and dear to my heart over the course of this offseason where the improvement, the vast amount of improvement, I hope, is going to begin. That stuff was encouraging when you talked yeah. about it. Yeah. yeah, and, you know, the ability to move and the ability to run was uh, apparent in the Super Bowl where some of the biggest plays that were made were made via the quarterback's legs, especially with Patrick Mahomes with the ability True. to get out of that in the man coverage where he just yep. went down the middle of the field and got that chunk of yardage that Kansas City needed. Yeah, a couple of so, huge scrambles. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, you know, you, you got to have a quarterback with the ability to move and be nifty. Yep. He's got to be able to move and be nifty. So you've got that with this quarterback. Now it just needs, and I think with a better offensive line and better receivers and better weapons, I think that becomes a little bit easier for him. Um, I need to find somebody else slash anybody else group. I think it's an obvious group of quarterbacks. Marcus Mariota, Baker Mayfield, Carson Wentz, Taylor Heineke, David Blau, and Joe Flacco. That's my, you, you, you just got to upgrade, period. And then my worst of the worst consists of one quarterback, and you know probably who that is, Zach Wilson of the yeah. New York Jets. By far the worst Terrible. of the worst from last year. Terrible. Uh, in every possible way. Not only can he does he stink yeah. and he can't play, but he we, he truly is Cade McNown. He's also, sounds like, a world-class pain in the ass. I gave Purdy a little bit more love. Yeah, where'd you Rock put him? Purdy. I, I have him in the head to the playoffs Head group. to the playoffs group, that's right. Because yeah. he did kind of lead him to the playoffs. And he I did. think both Purdy and I think both Jimmy Garoppolo end up being starting quarterbacks in this league in 2023. How many guys on your list were in that last group? Like the, eh, put them in the, they're in the drawer that you shouldn't have to go in. Every into. other quarterback after that was. Okay. You, so, don't, you don't have a quarterback. Okay. So I'm looking at 18, 
nineteen twenty, it's probably consists of twelve to thirteen teams that don't have a quarterback moving forward. Twelve to thirteen. Yeah. I like that. That it's don't have a quarterback. Could be good for the Bears. Well, that's what I have. All right. Uh, you got, you, I mean, maybe they're serviceable, but serviceable at best is not a way you want to live your life. So if anything stands out about the lists, where we have fields ranked, maybe uh, each of us individually or our group of true uh, difference yeah, makers, yeah. do you believe it's that many? And the way maybe Tua gets graded down is because of the concussions. I don't think he's long for the league. I'm going to be honest with you. You know, I, I told myself I wasn't going to factor that in. but You have to. It's, it's, if you I, say Jimmy Garoppolo is injury prone. Yeah. Tua is more injury prone because of what he's injury prone with, and he didn't get helmet to helmet contact. His head no, hit the ground. Hit the ground, and he well, can't control his own body when he's being sacked. Uh, kid's talented, I think too. It's it sucks. Yeah. Who knows with him though? You're right. Three one two three three two three seven seven six. That's the number. What stands out? And speaking of all the teams that need quarterbacks, we know one team a little bit south and a little bit to the east of us that definitely needs one. And is he already playing games with Bears fans? We'll talk about that coming up next. Working from home? We're back in the office. Don't miss a minute of Carmen and Yurko. Just ask your smart speaker to play ESPN 1000. Here we go, yo. Here we go, yo. So what, so what, so what's the scenario? Here's the scenario. Bears move back to four and trade with Indy. Uh, what Jim Mersey's already uh, starting the shenanigans. He's stoking the fire is what he's doing, oh, Carm. Yeah. There's a fire there, and he's stoking it. He's putting a log on, another yeah. log on. He's got his new coach now. Uh, at Jim Mersey on Twitter a few hours ago, earlier this morning, it's a picture of Jim Mersey as a child. Yes. You know, Jim Mersey grew up in Chicago, for people who are unaware. Oh, I did not know that. Yes, Jim Mersey's from here. Where do you go to high school, Carm? Uh, I don't know. I'll find that out. Jim Mercy tweeted a picture of what we can, uh, I'm assuming it's really him, a young Jim Mercy. Mm-hmm. Looks like he can't be more than six years old, black and white, sitting on top of a baby bear at the Lincoln Park Zoo. And he tweeted, my relationship with the Chicago Bears goes back more than 60 years. That's what, he's, that's what he tweeted. He's already started. He went to, he grew up in Lincolnwood. Where would yeah, he have gone to high school? Uh, I wouldn't be able to tell you that, Carm. Loyola, it looks like. I think he went to Loyola. Loyola Academy grad. Uh, Grew up in Lincolnwood. Now he owns the Colts. And he's already messing with us. He's already started it. (laughs) He's already busting chops. On the back of a bear. My relationship with the Chicago Bears goes back more than 60 years. What's he saying? Is he saying, I'm going to be aggressive? I'm coming. Don't worry, Chicago. I'm coming up. Coming up to get number one. I want a quarterback. I hope that's what we're I can't hearing. keep going. I can't keep doing what these guys right. tell me. We're going to go with Jacoby Brissett. We're going to go with Philip Rivers. Although he was okay. We're going to go with Carson Wentz. We're going to go with Matt Ryan. We're gonna, who am I missing? I'm missing he, somebody he, in that he, group. You're had enough. Nick Foles, was he one of what them? What do you mean? Does he make a choice? He's the guy that benched Matt Ryan. He benched Matt Ryan. I think so. I don't want to pay his bonus. He's on the pine. Start yeah. me another quarterback. Sam Ellinger. Yeah. Start me Sam Ellinger. Bring me the head of Sam Ellinger. And so he's sick of it. He's sick of it. He's had enough. And he's coming. He's coming up to number one. Let the hype, let the hype train kick into full effect right now. Here we go, baby. Here we go. And let Jim Mercer come up and get it. And get an extra first round pick out of him while you can. 
How good do we think the Colts could be next year? New coach. Who knows who the quarterback's going to be? What if they start a rookie? I mean, they got a somewhat talented roster. Their offensive line imploded this year. They had some yeah. injuries. But they've got a somewhat talented roster. Like, if Shaq Leonard plays a healthy year and if Taylor and those guys stay healthy, like, could could they what, – what, what would they Possibly. be? What is, what is Indy? Is Indy up? Is Indy picking 16th next year or is Indy picking 6th? You know what I mean? A, a year from now, right. in next 2024, going into that draft. I, I, like every team in the NFL, you you can uh, every you know mediocre team you could finish seven and ten. Like I'd love it if the Bears squeeze the neck. Get, they got another first round out of them for next year, and they're a six win team or a well, seven you'd win want team. To be a, a five win team. Well, five, five win team, team okay. gives you okay. top ten. You get to somewhere in the top gets ten. Tenth pick, you got, okay. pick, ninth pick. Give me that like then. That. Give me that year. Give me right. a five win campaign. Yeah. Uh, maybe six, and I know I might have another top ten pick on my hands. Like that would be phenomenal. For that would the Bears. be glorious. It absolutely would be absolutely glorious. So Ursay's already uh, getting things going. I don't know what the impetus was behind all that, or what got him going this morning to tweet that. But I love it. It's a cute little bear too. Well, at the press little, conference, little they had a little something going at the press conference. A little tete-a-tete, a little uh, a little exchange when the three guys were up there. Talking about how he liked Bryce Young. Ballard and Steichen. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And how he really likes Bryce Young. And he thinks the Alabama quarterback is pretty good. This has all come together perfectly for the Bears right now. What we just talked about, Ursay's desire to finally maybe go up and get his next Manning in luck. Because this last five years has been dismal. Shane Steichen, young guy who knows offense. And think about the quarterbacks he's worked with in his last two stops. He's worked with Justin Herbert and Jalen Hurts. So he knows what a good young quarterback looks like. They're going to put the utmost faith in him that he can help develop said quarterback because of the last two he worked with. So they should absolutely right be in love with one of these guys. And they should do and and hopefully they do whatever they can to go up and get that player. And that's why it was just a, like it fell from the skies for the Bears. From the Thank heavens. you, Lovey. From the heavens. Thank you, Texans. For delivering the first overall pick. Jeff's in Hobart on ESPN 1000. Hey, Jeff. Afternoon. Isn't it a gift delivered from the heavens that Jim Ursay is now trying to be the modern-day Jerry Jones? I love it. This is great. So here's my thing. I keep hearing DeForest Buckner. Is uh, Quentin Nelson on the hook as well? I know he kind of had some injury issues. So if you can finagle a way to go down to there, fix your offensive line, and then you're going to get DeForest. Buckner, and then you're going to get Jalen Carter. I mean, right there, your D-line squared away. Jack Sanborn is going to be a tackling dummy, which is awesome. And your secondary <laughs> is really good. So, and then if you can somehow, or if you can get Buckner to pick for next year, and then you get Marvin Harrison Jr. I know, everybody. Uh, it is awesome, dude. That's and the, hey, I, I think have you like, made that trip yet? What trip? The trip of the bruschetta. The shrimp and the bruschetta. No, I didn't make it yet, Jeff. I thought you said shrimp. He said the bruschetta. The shrimp and the bruschetta. No, I got to make that, Jeff. Everybody loves the idea of the Bears getting a pick from whomever they trade with and then using that on Marvin Harrison next year, too. I like the sound of it. Sure, we are so far away from that. Who the hell knows? And you got to then hope that the team you're trading with is bad enough that they're going to be picking high. Because chances are, Yerk, you're going to need a top 10 pick to pick Marvin Harrison Jr. next year after the season he just had and what we would expect him to do again most at Ohio likely. State later this year. Yeah, most right? likely. That's what's going to be necessary. Quentin Nelson still has a pretty hefty contract, too, just looking at over the cap. Yeah. 
You know, it looks like there's another one, two, three, four years left on his deal, if I'm looking at it right. Big deal, huh? Um, Yeah, and, you know, you understand why. He's been a great player. Obviously, there's great familiarity between the head coach now and DeForest Buckner. Sure. Well, let's take a look at what the Bears don't have to put up with. So we're looking at 2023, that signing bonus that's being allocated, base salary of $6 million. That's what you've got to put up with. 2024 jumps to 19 million. That's a big jump. So the cap number this year is not bad. All that dead money goes upon their books, Indianapolis Colts' books. Mm. And they may not mind. They may not mind at all. But you, know, you get to avoid, as I look at it, you get to avoid $24,800,000 of that total compensation package. But he goes to 19 million, then 14 million, then 16 million. Mm. It's actually kind of manageable if you take a look at it. But what counts toward their cap would be twenty four million eight hundred thousand. Quentin Nelson's about to turn twenty seven, so not you know, in football terms, what is that for a guard? You're twenty seven. I mean, look, it's a tough position, let's face well, it. Well, he probably had his worst year this year, but he still made it pro. When did Hutchinson leave to Ooh. go to the Minnesota Vikings? Good question. And Walter Jones was Walter Jones was the guy they said we're gonna keep. And we're going to let Hutchinson go. And Hutchinson had many productive years. He yeah, he's 28. And how many years did he play in Minnesota? One, two, three, four, five, six. Six more. Six more years. So. And he made all, guess what, Yerk? Yeah. Not Pro Bowl, because really sometimes like who? He's got four years all left. Pro, to, yeah. Three more All-Pro all seasons, pros, Yes. He made three more All-Pro seasons after turning 28 with Minnesota. Yeah. Steve Hutchinson made the Hall of Fame. Yeah, so if you like Quentin Nelson and you think he's a player, 27, 28, 29, 30, that's what you have with him contractually where you're going to end up paying a quick eyeball 25, 39, uh, $55 million. $55 million over four years for for an offensive guard that's pro bowler? Here's the other thing I always caution, though. Ask yourself this, too. You know, it was like yesterday we were reading uh, Josh Schrock's uh, mock draft, and, and I love the bones of it, and it was fun. Oh, move back to nine with Carolina, get an extra first-round pick next year. Oh, and Brian Burns. Why is Carolina trading you, Brian Burns? Yes, they have to pay him. They could have traded him when they sold off a bunch of pieces at the trade deadline last November, and they didn't. Why do you trade a pass rusher just coming into his prime, entering what you think is going to be the best part of his football life? Why are the Colts trading you, Quentin Nelson? I do think you have to ask those kinds of questions, you know, when we start getting into some of this mock stuff, and yeah, the Bears should be in a position to capitalize and add picks, but the Colts really going to be eager to give the Bears Quentin Nelson? Well, Quentin Nelson specifically, too, because if you're the Colts and you're drafting a young quarterback to start right away, yeah, you kind of want him protected. I, I just, I, I, so let's, all, let's, let's be cautious sometimes when we're just, you know, t- 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 teams well, don't generally like to time. give away their Carm- young, uh, of, the, uh, exceptional players. This is the time that you make the Hail Mary Type offers. This is when you're going to hear the craziness and the silliness. Okay. And do I think DeForest Buckner and this guy and that guy are a little bit out of whack? Sure, but let's get crazy. If we're going to get crazy, let's do it. Let's get nuts. Yeah. Kind of like it's uh, all about. Bruce let's Wayne go and crazy. Yeah. Let's get nuts. Come on. You want to get nuts? Let's get nuts. I'm with it. Three one two three three two three seven seven six is the number. It's Carmen and Yurko. We'll be right back. Zoning out on that Zoom meeting? Zoom, Zoom, Zoom. Find out what Carmen and Yurko were talking about. Tell your smart speaker to play ESPN 1000. Do you have your tickets yet? I hope so. 
Friday, March 24th, House of Blues. It's going to be the show of all shows. It's going to be six hours of live programming as we celebrate 25 years on the air. The 25th anniversary extravaganza for ESPN Chicago. Doors are going to open at 11. We will go on the air at noon with the Mac, Yurko, and Harry reunion. Waddle and Sylvia are going to do their show live. Thunderstruck coming at you. First time since the breakup that Mac, Yurko, and Harry will be back on the air together, I think, right? Absolutely. Harry, since, came, geez, by for the, was it? Harry came by for the 20th anniversary. I think it's Special. January 16th, 2009. I think that's right, Yurk. So first time in a long time. Mac, Yurko, and Harry are going to be back together again. That's going to be fun. Again, Waddle and Sylvia will do the show live. We're going to have tons of in-person guests and over-the-phone guests. A lot of special people, special relationships that we've forged over the years with different celebrities and different sports people that are going to be on the air. You want to be there in person for this. You do have to be 21. I will say that. It's at the House of Blues. You have to be 21 or older. You don't have to be 21. You can be 21 or older. Right. It's not like it's open for just 21-year-olds. That'd be fun. But uh, 21 or older. Buy your tickets online, livenation.com, and then just search ESPN Chicago. That's all you have to do. You will see the event come up. Buy your ticket today because these tickets will be gone. This is going to sell out. You want to be there for the full day of fun. Again, doors are going to open at 11, and the party's going to go. Well, who knows? Maybe it goes even beyond 6 o'clock. We don't know how long the party will go. You have no idea. House of Blues, the place to be. Uh, It's just a little over a month away. It is Friday, March 24th for the 25th anniversary celebration. Very much looking forward to that, my friend. Yeah, we're excited. We are excited for this. All right, let's grab some more calls. After one, we want to talk about the latest Todd McShay mock draft, and we want to play some Justin Fields. He was on a Pardon My Take podcast, so we can play some of the best highlights from that show. Uh, Adam's in Wheaton. What's up, Adam? Hey, guys. Good afternoon. Uh... First off, Yurko, with your question mark with Justin Fields, would you take it uh, throwback to you, what you called Derrick Rose back in the day on the radio? Called him the Riddler because he's full of question marks. Well, yeah. It, it, certainly he's full of question marks. I, he answered a couple of questions last year, but he hasn't answered a ton of questions. There's still more questions that are out there. Listen, Justin Fields, he's the best running back the Bears have. Okay, but we need to be the quarterback, the best quarterback the Bears have. That's not a good thing, right? Right. Well, you need to have the ability to move, to get out of the pocket, to make positive plays. You saw it in the Super Bowl. You've got it. Our guy definitely has that. But I'm getting your point. Your point is, like, you don't want that necessarily to be the case. It's a great attribute to have. Right, when you have everything else. Yeah. Yes, so, yeah, there's more questions to be answered. uh, My second point was with... The Colts owner wanting to trade up so bad, do we really want that? Because don't we want to trade with Houston first, then trade with Indy, because that way then we get more. Well, the more that Indianapolis wants to jump up to one, the more you're going to get. The more you're going to get Houston wanting to move up one spot. So they go hand in hand. You need to have Indianapolis with the wants out there to get there. That way you can move to number two. You ultimately get the best deal. And then Indy has to make the decision, are we going to go up two spots? 
Mm. Or are we going to let those next two teams draft and we'll figure it yeah, out see, afterwards? At that point, I don't think they would because I don't know that the Bears or Cardinals are in the market for a quarterback. Well, but it's any team that's behind them. Carolina might jump on. Uh, that, that's, that's a good point. So it's any team that's behind them. It's, yeah, that's fair. They want to solidify them, themselves a shot against the, the second guy. Carolina? Could be anybody. Anybody on the other side of Indianapolis. I'd say, I'd say those are the likely ones, so you're right about that. The best nickname you ever had for a bull back in the day was Lou Aldang, of course. Oh, the uh, Sudanese superstar. The best. The, the Sudanese, Sudanese superstar. Superstar. Yeah. Steve's in Indy. He knows the Colts situation pretty well. Steve. What's up, Steve? Yeah, fellas. Hey, how's it going? Good, man. Good. Hey, you guys, remember about a month ago I called you about Jeff Saturday and I told you how Jeb Mersey was on, on full tilt? Yeah. This coaching hire is an exact example. This coach here, he's a... Uh, He's developing the modern young quarterback in, in uh, Jalen Hurts. Uh, he worked with Herbert. Yep. And so um, he's kind of like the hot new name. So you know he's all in for either one of those top two quarterbacks that are both mobile. I would think. That, you know, that both fit that bill. And, and I'm telling you, he can be fleeced so bad right now. I mean, he's been on he's been on record arrogantly saying that hey, we've built this before, we've done this before. Well, he did it with Bill Polian, you know. So mm. you know, there there was the thing. But uh, you guys had mentioned uh, Quentin Nelson before, and he's kind of got the same thing going as Tommy Harris did, a little premature aging, you know. So um, mm. maybe Yurko, you can tell me what you think about a, a premature aging guard. That that that's the end. What you always question, right? And. Uh, how quickly a guy breaks down, and it varies from player to player. Steve, thanks for calling. Oh, I mean, crazy. poor Tommy Harris went quick, man. Well, Tommy Harris tore his hamstring tendon off his pelvis. Oh, he also had some knee. He also had he also had some uh, yeah. knee issues coming out of college. I think that reared their ugly head as his career went on. Too, he had both. You're right, York. Sure, but, but at 27, you're still kind of the healthiest you're ever going to be in your lifetime. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, that's what you would be theoretically, physically. But uh, listen, arthritis knows no. You know, it, it doesn't take, uh, you, you, oh, well, we're going to discount the arthritis for you because right. you're a good player. Right. No, when it comes about, it comes about, and it comes hot and heavy. And the, the more you start losing a little bit of muscular structure, the worse it gets. Yeah. By 29, Tommy Harris was out of the league. Yeah. It sucks. That's well, again, he had the oh. catastrophic hamstring. He, he did. He had what I had. Yeah, well, my tendinosis. That's the brutal nature of the sport, unfortunately, sometimes. Yeah. And, but, you know, Tommy was such a great player when he was young. He was phenomenal in the 06 season. And, I mean, just absolutely sensational. But by 29, Tommy was out of the league with those injuries. Coming up next, we're going to play some Justin Fields sound. He was on with the Pardon My Take guys. And we also have a new Todd McShay mock draft. We expect to hear from Jesse Rogers during the 1 o'clock hour. We'll see Rick Hahn's meeting the media, Mike Clevenger. Uh, they're trying to sort through that whole thing. So hopefully Jesse gets a chance to jump on. If not today, it'll be tomorrow for sure. Out in Arizona, 312-332-3776 if you want to join us. It's Carmen and Yurko. We're back in two minutes.